experience and what a great place to start um, talking about uh, Mary. What an incredible, incredible person. Yet, as we uh, approach the series and today as we approach Mary, I want to invite you to kind of strip away all the, the stuff that's become involved in, in Christmas and all the stuff that's become involved around the story. And, and today, at least, to, to just try to just try to think about what it was for this young woman and the incredible grace of God to see how he would work in this simple girl's uh, life. When it comes to Mary, um, we really don't know much about Mary. I mean, we know who her mom and dad were. We know she was of the Davidic line. But, you know, other than that, about all we get is from Luke 1, and it's just a, a few verses that describe a little bit about her. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary, and she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. That's what we know about Mary, right? What do we know? Well, we get right away that uh, she's from Nazareth, up there in Galilee. We get that she's a virgin, and we get that she's engaged to this guy named Joseph. And that that's pretty much all we get about, about Mary, and uh, that's insightful kind of in and of itself, that when, when God chose to do this great work in somebody's life, he didn't choose somebody who was among the rich and famous. She's not somebody that's, you know, on the, on the TV shows. She's not somebody who's a headliner in the news. She's not somebody who's, you know, going to sleep each night in the silken uh, sheets. She's just Mary, this obscure girl from Nazareth, this obscure place. If you look at the map, uh, it's kind of hard to see here. Sorry about that. But, you know, Nazareth is way up here, right? Nazareth is way up there. Uh, Jerusalem is down here. And you can see the distance, like 90-some miles. It's kind of like from uh, Mequon to uh, Madison in distance, right? 90-some miles. You can see the terrain is pretty tough here with a lot of hills and stuff. Uh, what you want to get from this, though, is just, I mean, Jerusalem is where it's happening, right? Jerusalem is kind of like the New York City. I mean, this is like Times Square. This is where it's happening, right? This is the exciting place. Galilee up here in the north, yeah, not so much. Not so much. Galilee is a blink and miss it, right? I mean, uh, Nazareth is like my hometown, right? I mean, you know, my hometown, you drove in and you had a gas station on one end and you had a mill on the other end and, and you know, in between, you know, like uh, five businesses and you were through town. You know, that was it, right? I mean, this is Nazareth. This is just this absolutely nowheresville, obscure place, and one who lives there is called Mary. And she, in all truth, before the advent of God in her life in the significant moment of favor... Before that, she is just as obscure as the town she lives in. She's just growing up. She's just being a girl. She's just kind of doing the things that girls do. She's out there working the fields, and she's grinding the, the, uh, the corn and the wheat, and she's sowing, and she's doing all that stuff that young girls do when you're 13 to 16 years old. That was her age, somewhere in there, between 13 and 16 years old. Mary is just being a girl. And her life, we learn, is, has some direction to it. She's, she's going to that point now where mom and dad have already met with Joseph the carpenter. And they've, 
They've already signed the contract and everything is underway. And in a, in a year from now, she's going to get married and move into, into Joseph's house. And she'll probably have a pretty good life. After all, he's got a little business going and things are, things are looking good. But that's her life. Just a regular old insignificant life up in Nazareth. Until, until God chooses to bring favor into her life. It says the angel Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. What changed in that moment in Mary's life? From being just Mary, this obscure girl from this, you know, far blink and miss kind of place in, in northern Galilee, what changed? What changed? Gabriel came and said, Mary, <clears throat> you now are favored. Right? She's not just anybody anymore. Because God has chosen her and God has said, Listen, Mary, your life now, your life is going to be blessed, it's going to be used, and it's going to have a purpose. That changes things. It changes things when God shows up and says in our lives, Listen, your life now has the possibility of being blessed, your life has the possibility of being used, and you now live with a life that is on purpose. This is what happened. Before that, Mary's just Mary. But after this, her life takes on favored significance. Favored significance. Tell me, how many people in the room would love to know what Mary now knows in this experience? How many would love to know that your life is favored, that is, it's blessed, used, and purposed? Good thing? I saw a few hands go up. Okay, good thing, right? I mean, this is an awesome thing to know that your life is going to be blessed, your life is going to be used, and your life is going to have significance, and it's going to be purpose. Mary, from this moment on, she knows this, regardless of who she was and how insignificant she was. See, this is the key for us this morning as we understand this experience in Mary's life, because a lot of us in the room feel just like Mary, that our lives are just kind of regular old lives, that our lives are just kind of normal old lives, that we're just getting up and going to do work and doing what we do and coming home and doing what we do and going to bed and tomorrow's another day. But the possibility, the possibility today is the same for us as it was for Mary, to understand our lives can be favored. Our lives could be favored. Mary is confused by that news. She is confused and she's disturbed about that possibility. She says she tries to, to think what the angel could possibly mean by this. And the angel comes back and says, listen, don't be afraid, Mary. For you have found what? Favor. How did she find favor? She found favor because the angel Gabriel showed up and gave it to her. She didn't earn it. She didn't buy it. She didn't order it on Amazon. I mean, it came to her. The package just showed up. And she didn't have to click any button to get it. Favor just came into her life. Totally undeserved. And yet, totally gifted. This is the way favor works. Favor isn't something we buy. It's not something we earn. Favor is something that God just simply 
brings into our life. Mary now is favored. Gabriel showed up and said, look, this is the way it is, Mary. This is what's going to happen in your life. Mary's confused. She, she doesn't understand it. And then the angel unfolds for her and says, look, I'll even tell you in your particular life, this is what favor is going to look like. So he says, you're going to conceive, give birth to a son. You'll name him Jesus. He'll be very great. And he'll be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. And he'll reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. So Mary already knows what this favor can mean in her life. She already knows. She already has this, this word from the Lord that says, look, this is how it's going to unfold, Mary. You're going to get pregnant. You're going to have a child. He's going to be awesome. He's going to be king forever. This is just incredible news. Most of us don't get that kind of news. We may come to a place where we understand favor, but we don't understand what does it mean. Mary gets a glimpse of what this can mean. And even in the spite of the glimpse, Mary says, how can this be? How can that happen? I'm a virgin. So often that's the way we respond to God's favor, isn't it? God says, listen, I'm, I just, I'm going to do a work in your life. I got something prepared for you. It, it's just, you just need to believe this. It's going to come to you. And we say, well, uh, wait a minute. Now, I got a little problem here. It doesn't fit in the calendar. Favor doesn't always come on our terms. Favor just comes. Favor just comes. So the angel gives Mary some reassurance. She says, the angel says, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby who will be born will be holy. He'll be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. The angel Gabriel gives Mary evidence of her favor. She gets evidence of her favor. Listen, Mary, I know this is tough for you to grab a hold of, but here's the deal. Favor has come upon you. And, and the evidence is, Elizabeth, everybody thought she was barren. Nobody thought she could have a child. She's way beyond the childbearing years. But here's the evidence. She's pregnant. And oh, by the way, it's been for six months. See, God has been working already for six months to prepare for this moment of revelation in Mary's life that she is favored. That her life is blessed, it can be used, and her life can be absolutely on purpose. Mary responds and says, look, okay, I am the Lord's servant. Everything you have said about me, let's have it come true. And the angel leaves. And it would be really great we just kind of stop there and say, great, Mary finally got it. She just received that favor. Right? And now just watch it all unfold and get excited about how cool it is. But what's really neat is, there's, is verse 39. It says, A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived, and she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Can you imagine those two days in Mary's life? So God's come. The angel Gabriel's come and says, Listen, you're, you're favored now. Favored is, favor is on your life. Your life's going to be blessed. It's going to be used. And it's going to be on purpose. Mary, it doesn't matter who you were. It doesn't matter what your life was. Listen, favor now is in your life. And she struggles with that and says, really, me? How could that be? Really? Yes, you, Mary. And here's what's going to happen. And here's how it's going to work. So just believe it. Just go with it, Mary. Just, just take the favor and run. And two days, she has to mull it over. Two days, she has to mull it over. 
And after mulling it over for two days, she says, um, need a little evidence. Need a little evidence here. So I'm going to go check it out and see Elizabeth. So like us, isn't it? That God would come into our life and would say to you this morning, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I can tell you, you have favor. You have it. Your life is blessed. He is going to use your life. And he has a purpose for your life. This is absolute biblical truth, is it not? We don't need an angel to show up. We have a Son of God who showed up. And the Son of God showed up. And the Son of God said, listen, if you receive me into your life, you are going to be favored. Your life is going to be on purpose. Your life is going to be used. And I'm going to bring blessing into you. This is what he does. And it doesn't matter who you were before you walked in the room. It doesn't matter how obscure your life has been. He says, this is the way favor comes. It just comes. Not on your terms. It just comes. And Mary needs evidence. She needs evidence. So she runs to greet Elizabeth. And Mary walks into the room and it says, At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt in her, uh, within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Do you see how many times in that response Elizabeth is confirming favor? Mary, you are blessed. See it? How many times? Mary, you are blessed. Listen, Mary, got to get this. You are blessed. Mary, you, you are blessed. And even in the text, notice Elizabeth confirms what Mary is still mulling over. She says, how is it? How is it that the mother of my Lord should visit me? The mother of my Lord? Elizabeth confirms everything the angel is saying that this one that Mary is now carrying is going to be Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Mary gets this confirming affirmation of everything the angel says that she is absolutely favored. She is favored. Now what does favor mean for us? You see, if you receive an affirmation today, if you listen this morning and you listen to what happens in Mary's life and you understand it doesn't matter where your life has been, it doesn't matter how obscure and insignificant you feel this morning, if Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, you have favor. And your life is blessed and your life is going to be used and your life has purpose. And you can receive a confirmation of that when you come to the table this morning. And Jesus Christ says in bread and wine, listen, it's absolutely true. This is absolutely true. But now you've got to understand some things about favor. Favor means that you understand you're in it now for the long haul. That, that favor is this thing that God brings into our life, and, and it's into our life for the moment we live. But the purpose of favor is greater than ourselves. What, what God is doing in Mary's life is bigger than just Mary. She receives this word and she responds, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. Is she right? Absolutely she's right. Let's see. 
Who are we talking about today? Oh, Mary. Who do you suppose we're going to talk about next Christmas? Oh, Mary. Who do you suppose the generation after us is going to talk about on their Christmas? Uh, Mary. Right? Why is that? Because God's favor in our life is bigger than the moment of our own living. Do you get that? God's favor in our life is bigger than the moment of just our own living. That if you receive a word today and you understand that part of the Christmas story is an affirmation and an acclamation that God is coming into our world to bring favor into your life so that your life will be on purpose, it will be absolutely uh, used by God, and that you will have his blessing in your life. If you receive that, you've got to understand, it's not just this moment that you live. It's about a bigger picture. And Mary is getting that. She is understanding that. She's understanding, listen, what I go through in my life right now is absolutely significant, but it's significant beyond myself. It's something bigger. And so Mary can say, look, for generations, people are going to call me blessed. Why? Because God is doing something that big in her life. We may look at our opportunities and say, well, you know, this is just the way we live. we got this little sliver of life, and this is all it's good for, and we just got to do the best we can. No, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. If we're favored, then the favor of our moment extends to generations. What we do right now as God's people matters for generations to come. That's the way favor works. Mary says, for the mighty one is holy. He has done great things for me in my moment, but his mercy... His, he shows mercy from what? Generation to generation. So he's going to do a great work in Mary's life in the moment. But that great work is going to have implications for generations. Mom and dad, God may do a great work in your life in the moment, but you better make sure you impact your children for generations and generations. God may do a great work in your life in the moment and bring that favor in your life in the moment. But you better make sure you understand the bigger picture of what that can mean for generations. Does that mean that when favor comes into our life, favor is just going to mean everything is really great, everything is smooth, everything is just fine. After all, we got God's favor. God's favor just pouring on me. And so, man, everything in life is going to be great. No, you got to be ready for the fight. Favor means there's still going to be a fight. Look at Mary again. She's pregnant now. Favor has come upon her. She's you know, to that point where she's time to give birth. And what happens? Caesar says, listen, Joseph, Mary, you got to go down to Bethlehem. you got to sign in. we got a census going on. So just, you know, get on the donkey and go. Can you imagine what Joseph and Mary could have said to Caesar? I mean, can you imagine the, the, the appeal letter that they would have written? Uh, Dear Caesar, maybe you don't understand. Uh, my name is Mary, and uh, I'm pregnant with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. So I need an exemption from the tax. I mean, she could have made a great appeal, right? I mean, after all, favor was on her. And she had the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings in her womb. And she could have said, oh, Caesar, listen, you're a nobody because I got the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Come on, give me a break. Give me a little exemption here. Didn't work. Didn't work. They show up at the at the uh, at Bethlehem and they go to the innkeeper and they say, Mr. Innkeeper, we need the... Uh, we need the presidential suite, you know. We need that presidential suite for, you know, after all, I got the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings going on here. I mean, come on. 
break, break out the champagne and the fruit basket for me, okay? And the innkeeper says what? Sorry, no room. Got a little shed out in back. You see, the reality of favor doesn't mean favor is, is going to make sure our lives is, is absolutely smooth and everything goes really great. No, not at all. Because we're favored, it means we're in for the fight. Because we're favored, it means that we're in for the long haul. Because we're favored, we understand that that favor doesn't change regardless of the circumstances. Think about Mary and Joseph when Jesus was 12 years old. They went down to Jerusalem. And they're in Jerusalem and they have a good time with the family. You got the whole clan there. Everybody's having a good time. Time to go home and they pack up everything and they take off. And after they're gone down the road for a little ways, they start looking around and the cousins and everybody and gosh, no Jesus. They look around, they can't find him. They go back, it takes them three days before they finally find him. Can you imagine Joseph and Mary trying to explain this one? Well, you see, we were with the family and it, you know, I thought the aunt or the uncle was taking care of him and I, I just don't understand how I lost the savior of the world. Sorry, right? I mean, I mean, favor doesn't mean everything goes absolutely smooth. Favor means we're favored. And we can be in there for the fight. Because what we do in our moment, our favored moment, has an eternal significance. That our life is blessed, that our life's going to be used, and that we can make a difference for generations because we live absolutely on purpose, because we're favored. Favor doesn't mean you're going to understand everything with clarity either. Favor doesn't mean that you're going to get every understanding of what God is doing. You can go in Jesus's life after he grew up and uh, he went about ministry and uh, you know he's teaching and he's preaching and he's healing and he's doing all these great works and he shows up and he's in a house and the crowds are all around him and the disciples uh, you know, so his disciples were there. They couldn't even find time to eat. So the guy's not eating well. And his family hears what's happening. And what do they say? Mary and the kids, the brothers and sisters, they show up and they try to take him away. Why? Because he is... The guy's out of his mind. This is Mary, his mother, the favored one. And she doesn't get absolute clarity, even though Gabriel told her how many years ago, 30 years ago, listen, this is what's going to happen, Mary, just believe it. Favor doesn't mean we'll always understand with absolute clarity everything that God's doing in our life. The question when that, when that challenge comes, when we're in for the fight, when the waters get muddied, is whether we can still be Mary and just believe it anyway. Can we just believe it anyway? Can we just know that we are favored? Because the other people in the world, the people around us who aren't part of the kingdom of heaven, who aren't followers of Jesus, they will not understand favor. They won't understand favor. You go into Jesus' life again. He goes back to his hometown. He preaches and teaches in his hometown. And what does everybody say? Who the heck does he think he is? I know who this guy is. He's Joseph's son, after all. What? What is? Who? Talk about uppity. What does he think he's doing? See, not everybody's going to understand what God is doing in your life. Not everybody's going to get the favor that's in your life. What's the point for us? The point for us when we look at Mary is to just get that understanding that Mary, this simple girl from this obscure place, 
had favor come onto her life. It just came. And when that favor came, her life became blessed, her life became used, and her life became on purpose. And yeah, there were fights, and yeah, there was lack of clarity, and yeah, Mary didn't always understand what God was doing in her life, but ultimately, ultimately, even under watching her son die on a cross, Mary could simply say, I serve anyway. I serve anyway. I just believe it. I just believe that I am the Lord's servant, and everything you've said is just going to come true. See, this is what favor does. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you receive the Christmas story that Jesus came into the world for you, as insignificant as you are, you receive favor. And that favor simply says, no matter what goes on from this day forward, my life is blessed, my life is going to be used, and my life has a generation-to-generation -generation purpose. And I'm just in it. I'm just in it. And whatever God wants to do, that's okay. Whatever God decides, that's just fine. Because I just believe it. I just receive it, and I just believe it. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. Uh, we want to be those who receive that news like Mary did. We look at our lives, and they don't, they don't always seem these powerful and uh, you know, incredible lives. They seem so simple. And yet that's what you use. That is exactly what you use. So Lord, we come to you today. We want to be just like her. And just receive it. And say, Lord, whatever you want to do with our lives, it's okay. Because we know we're favored. We know you're going to be with us. That's Christmas. You're going to be with us. So we ask today, help us to receive this news and to live like your people. Not any people. Your people your favorite people. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.